John chapter 10. We finally made it through chapter 9, and here we are in chapter 10 this week. And I want to talk about Jesus is the Good Shepherd. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 10. And in John 9, we saw how the Pharisees treated this man who was born blind that Jesus healed. And Jesus spoke to them and about light and darkness. And he's saying, he is the light of the world. And, and they were in darkness. And now he changes the imagery for, to sheep and shepherd. And, uh, but he's still talking to the same Pharisees. And he's still using the background of the story in chapter 9. They were spiritual leaders, but they were blind to the truth. And Jesus is pointing that out to them. And he said, I am the good shepherd because a shepherd comes to lead and guide and direct and to give life and to give hope. And that's exactly what Jesus does. So if you would stand with me as we read chapter 10, starting in verse number 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers." Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would open our ears and our eyes and our hearts to be receptive to your word. I thank you, Father, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And Father, you are the good shepherd who gives us hope and gives us light and gives us life. So Father, I pray today that you would just Allow your Holy Spirit to touch hearts and change lives. And we ask it in the presence and the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Now, the shepherd and the sheep. A shepherd was to be kind, thoughtful, loving, guiding, directing the sheep and protecting the sheep. And the depiction that we have here is of the love of God for people. He's showing us how much He loves us by coming and being our shepherd and giving us guidance, giving us wisdom, giving us hope, giving us truth, and giving us life. When we think of a shepherd, my mind immediately goes to the 23rd Psalm. And we all know the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. And we have that in verse 1 and 2 in chapter 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Because He is my shepherd and He is a good shepherd, there, I have no wants in my life because He makes me to lie down in green pastures and He leads me beside the still waters. Did you notice? The shepherd doesn't drive the sheep, the shepherd leads the sheep. And as the shepherd is leading the sheep, he is doing it lovingly and gently and kindly. And I don't really think we quite grasp the 
true understanding of this passage because we don't have many sheep around here. And we don't have any shepherds around here. You might have a shepherd, but it would be a German shepherd. We don't have shepherds leading sheep here in the Ozarks. I have never seen that in my entire life. But what we do have is we have the illustration that Jesus wants us to understand that a shepherd is there to lead, guide, protect. In Matthew chapter 9, in verse 36, Jesus saw the multitudes and He was moved with compassion. So what He's saying is He saw us, the world of people, and we were lost. We were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. So the good shepherd comes that He may protect us, guide us, and direct us. And then in Isaiah 53, 6, we have this passage that says, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The good shepherd, that's Jesus, and our iniquity he took because we wander. Sheep have a tendency to wander because sheep are not very bright. <laughs> and we often are not very bright either. And then in Psalm 100, verse 3, it said, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. So the Lord loves us so much, He wants us to be His sheep. And the first point that I want to make concerning our text is this. Sheep are dumb. Sheep are dumb. Now, <laughs> if you go to a circus... You can see all kinds of trained animals. Now, would you do that? No. No. But that animal has been trained. And all animals, I mean, think about it, have been trained. So many have been lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. We, we can just say that so many have been trained. You can even go to SeaWorld and you can see an aquatic lot that has been trained. And... and, and, and all kinds of animals. Dogs can be trained. Cats can be trained somewhat. But sheep are untrainable. You can't train a sheep and you will never see a sheep that is trained. I was, when I was researching and reading for this text, I came across the story of this shepherd who had these two beautiful fields, and, and, and in the middle of those fields was a, was a stream. And so it, he had difficulty getting his sheep from one pasture to the next, so what he did, he built a bridge. But you know what? The sheep were so dumb that they would not cross the bridge on their own. They would look at the green pasture on the other side and bleat, but they would not cross the bridge. We are identified like sheep, not in our intellect, but in our spiritual blindness. We are like sheep. We have all gone astray. Now, the shepherd, the good shepherd comes to lead us and to guide us, not to drive us. Now, keep in mind that when I say spiritually speaking, we have to have the eyes of our heart open that we may see the truth 
of God's Word, His creation, His sacrifice on the cross for us, all of those things. Our eyes have to be spiritually open. So what has to happen is this. First off, we have to be sought by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit has to do a work in our heart to draw us to the Father. And then we have to be taught by the Word of God. And then we have to be caught in the grasp of the Son of God. And then we know that we have everlasting life because we come to the truth the scales are removed and we see with clarity oh now I understand now I see I don't know why I couldn't see that before and you will say something to somebody and they'll say well I just don't see that I don't see that and don't get upset with them because until your eyes are open you can't see that spiritually your eyes have to be open 1 Corinthians two fourteen. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. In other words, in our sinful state, pre-salvation, we couldn't see, receive the things of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So we have to understand spiritual truth with a spiritual life. And prior to salvation, we don't have that. But when we give our life to the Lord and He comes into our heart, then He opens our eyes. And just like those sheep would not cross that bridge, all they could think about was the stream, neither can man cross that bridge by himself. He has to be drawn by the Spirit of God. He has to be taught by the Word of God. He has to be in the grasp of the Son of God. And then we come to that place of salvation. Now, Unfortunately, unfortunately, the devil has pulled the wool over many people's eyes. And often it's done through our university and our college settings. We go off to college and we're dumb sheep. And unfortunately, the masses get brainwashed. And they're told something like this. I was taught this as well. That we are nothing more than a product of evolution. They will say, here's what happened. Billions and billions of years ago, eons passed, the sun shined upon the scum. They can't tell you where the sun came from or the scum. But the Sun shined upon the scum. And amoeba was formed. And then it became a fish. And then it became a frog. And then one day, it just became a man and a woman. Now, you tell that in the nursery, and they'll call that a fairy tale. You tell that in a scientific setting, and they'll call it science. But listen, think about it like this. This little ditty. I was a tadpole when I began to begin. Then I was a frog with my tail tucked in. Next I was a monkey in a coconut tree, and now I'm a man with a PhD. Unbelievable what some people will believe. We are compared to sheep because our eyes spiritually are not opened. But we need the truth of God's Word. And when they are open, then we see with clarity. We are dumb. Not intellectually, but spiritually. Also, secondly, sheep are directionless. 
They have no idea. Once, I mean, a sheep, if it wanders off, it is lost. It has a, and they have a tendency to wander, as our text told us in Isaiah 53. We, we have a tendency to wander aimlessly about, and sheep do this. And, and they're lost, and, and that's it. The only thing that they can do is bleat. And you know what the bleed, bleating of a sheep is? That is the dinner bell for a roaring lion. They can't protect themselves. They have no internal compass. They have no idea how to get back to where they were. And it's unbelievable that the shepherd then has to go and find them. That's why we have the story of him leaving the 90 and 9 and going after the 1. Because that sheep can never find its way back home. And without the Lord, we can never find our way to Him. And once we do come back to Him. We are still prone to wonder, as our song tells us. Now, you think about it. Take a dog. <laughs> you take a dog to the, I mean, down a dirt road as far as you can go. You drop that dog off, and before you get home, the dog's home. A dog has a sense of direction. They can find their way home. But people, like sheep, without the aid of the shepherd, we can never find our way home. And uh, the Bible says in Isaiah 53, 6 again, We all like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We all have wondered. And the good shepherd thankfully came from heaven to give us hope and to give us life. Now, he wants to take us into greener pastures. He wants to give us an abundant life. He wants to give us a fulfilling life. He wants to give us hope. Just as sheep look for their shepherd, for guidance, humans by nature don't look to God. But once we become his sheep, then we look up to him and we're not so prone to wonder. You know, it's unbelievable. Even when we're saved, we have a tendency to wonder, don't we? We have a tendency to drift. And that's why the writer of Hebrews said, don't drift, have purpose. And, and, and by doing so, it means that, 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 that you have intentionality. You, you see where you need to go and you go that direction and you keep your eyes. That's why the writer of Hebrews says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We are to look unto him. And once we start looking around, we wonder. You ever wondered why you, you see those old farmers used to plow with a mule? What would they do? They would set their sight on something way out there because otherwise that furrow would be zigzag. And we are to do the same. We are to keep our eyes fixed upon the Lord. You know, that's why the Lord came into the world. In Luke's gospel in chapter 19 and verse 10, it said, The Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. You see, after Adam sinned, first thing he did was not look for God. The first thing he did was hide from God. And God had to come and seek him out. Just like God had to come and seek us out. Because we have a tendency to run away from God. But God seeks us. And you have, it was real popular in the 90's to have what's called seeker services. And a seeker service was, you're, you're trying to reach the, the lost, and, and you were saying they were seekers. But, you know, no man seeks after God. God seeks after us. 
He is the seeker. He is the one who looks for us. He is the one who comes for us. Now, as sheep, saved sheep of the good shepherd, we have a tendency to crawl under the fence. We have a tendency to wander off. We have a tendency to do the things that we should not do. And that's why the writer of the 23rd Psalm in verse 4, King David said these words, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear, fear no evil. evil. Here's why. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know what a rod, a staff was for? It was first off for directing sheep that were wandering away, but also it's for protecting sheep. And, but not only protecting and directing, but also disciplining. Now, how many of you had a parent that was smart enough to spank you? Yeah. You know, and you didn't immediately say to them, oh, thank you for spanking me. That was so wonderful. But as you get older, you recognize the fact that that person, that parent, that mother, that father was correcting you and directing you because they loved you. And the same is true with God. Listen, you start wandering away, you're going to have a little discipline in your life because God disciplines those whom He loves. How many of you, I know probably not the younger folks, but those of us that are a little older, how many of you got switched? You got switched. How many of you had to go cut your own switch? Some of you younger folks are going, what in the world are you talking about? Well, let me tell you what a switch would do. It's real, real small, about half the size of your finger, but when you swung that, it would go, it wouldn't just hit you back here, it would go whoosh, it would come around you once or twice. And I'm telling you, when you were switched, you didn't want to be switched again. And the same is true when God disciplines us. Listen, He does it because He loves us. I remember Grandma putting the switch up above the door. It was like trophy, you know. You didn't want that switch again. But discipline is necessary. Because sheep are directionless. Third thing I want to point out in our text is this. Sheep are defenseless. A cat can scratch you. A dog can bite you. A chicken can peck you. But a sheep can only run from you. And if you've been around sheep, they are not very fast. They have no means of protection. That's why Jesus uses that analogy because when we come up against Satan, we are defenseless without the Son of God in our lives. We are hopeless and helpless and we will fail. And here's the reason. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober and be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That's Satan's goal. It's to devour us, to destroy us, to come and take our lives. 
But as Christians, I mean, even as a Christian, we're by ourselves, we're no match for him. But 1 John 4, 4 tells us this. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So what happens is once that transformation happens in our life and we're born again in the kingdom of God, listen to me. The Holy Spirit is within us and greater is he that's within us than he, Satan, that's within the world. There is how you overcome Satan. Listen. I read the story of a father and his son, and they went to the zoo. They went to the big cat section, and, and, and there was this lion in there. And, and, and the, the boy was looking at the lion with his father, and then all of a sudden the lion turned and ran toward them. And the little boy jumped into his father's arms, fearful. But his father wasn't fearful. You know why? Because the boy saw the lion, but the father saw the cage. He knew he was protected. So what I want you to understand is this. Satan is a caged lion. But you don't go in the cage with him. You stay out of the cage. Jesus wants you to be one of his sheep. And he wants to be your shepherd. And he gave his life that you could. But if your eyes are blind and you cannot see spiritually, all you will do is wander because you're directionless. You will do foolish things that will harm you because spiritually you're dumb. And you need God in your life. And the only way that can happen is when He draws you, you surrender to Him. And you give your heart to Christ. And guess what? He will come in change your life, give you hope, and give you direction. So won't you come to Jesus? Let's bow. Heavenly Father, I pray today that hearts and lives would be turned over to you. I'm so grateful, Father, for the lives that have been changed. And I'm so grateful, Father, that you are the good shepherd. So help us, Father, to surrender to you, to give all that we have, that you may be glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you stand and come as you have needs?